You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 173, Teaching Kids Values. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hello and welcome to the show, Mama. I hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving holiday if you're in the U.S. I hosted 13 family members, which was more people in my house than I've had in a long time. It was so great to be with my sister and brother-in-law and my cousins who I haven't seen in years. We had such a wonderful time. And now we're getting ready for Hanukkah, which will already be in full swing by the time this episode airs. So happy Hanukkah for those of you who celebrate. In last week's episode, episode 172, we talked about identifying and understanding your own values without any judgment. We talked about the difference between morals and values, how there are no universal values or certain values that are better than others. And I gave you five questions to help you clarify your top values right now. So if you haven't listened to 172, you can go listen to it after this one. This episode is part two about teaching values to kids. And I'm going to discuss how kids learn values, what and how you can teach them, what to do when your partner or ex has values that differ from yours. And the last point I'm going to make is probably the most important. So please make sure you listen all the way to the end. All right, well, you probably already know that kids learn what they live. They learn from experiences they have at home, at school, with primary caregivers and teachers. They learn through observation, through stories and lessons taught in church or synagogue, through books, songs, and media. Their brains are like little sponges that soak it all up. And most kids, when they're very young, value whatever their parents value. It's always so funny to me when elementary school kids talk about which candidate they think should win the U.S. presidential election and how passionate they are about it, as if they have any clue what they're talking about. Then when they hit the tween and teen years, kids often reject or rebel against their parents' values as a way to break away from mom and dad, become more independent, and determine their own value systems. And this is one of the reasons the teen years can be so tumultuous. The good news is that once teens mature a bit more, they often do return to values similar to those of their parents. The key is maintaining a loving connection with your kids during that time so they know they can always come back to you as their home base. And that's so much easier said than done when parents take their kids' behavior personally and feel hurt and rejected. But that is exactly where coaching and managing your thoughts and emotions can be very helpful. I am constantly using the tools I teach and getting coached by others when it comes to parenting my two kids. So the first thing you want to do when thinking about what values you want to teach is to visualize in your mind in detail the kind of adults you want each of your kids to become and the kind of relationships you want to have with each of them. So you're going to start by asking yourself some questions about their future circumstances. And of course, this is all just made up. You're going to dream big. You're going to think about what is your ideal situation, okay? So what jobs do they have? 
Did they graduate from college? Are they married, single? Do they have kids of their own? Where do they live in relation to you and each other? Are they part of a religious or spiritual community? Then let yourself imagine their personality and character traits. How well do they take responsibility? What causes are important to them? What are they passionate about? How well do they take care of themselves physically and mentally? What do they enjoy doing in their free time? How do their friends and partners describe them? How do their coworkers and bosses talk about them when they're not around? Once you've gone through this visualization exercise for each of your kids, and you've really just dreamt about the ideal situation when they're adults, you'll be able to identify which values you want to teach them. And there are several ways to teach values that don't involve lecturing or moralizing, two ways that are very likely to have your kids tuning you out. So the first is leading by example. Actions speak a whole lot louder than words when it comes to values. So for example, don't say it's important for them to love their bodies and then make disparaging remarks about yours. Don't say you value honesty and then lie about how old your kids are to get a discount at the amusement park. Don't yell at your kids for them to show you respect. Now, this requires that you start living in alignment with your values and walking the walk, not just talking the talk. Let your kids see you, or better yet, let them participate with you when you do things like bring food to a sick friend, when you donate items to a shelter, when you exercise or meditate. Tell them why you're doing those things and why they're important to you. Explain that the reason you have a no phones at mealtime rule is because you value family togetherness. The reason you chose their specific bedtime is because you value sleep and good health. If you want them to admit mistakes and take responsibility, you go first. Now, you don't need to be a perfect role model. Kids will appreciate that you're still a work in progress too and that you're always striving to become a better version of yourself. Years ago, I committed to a month of doing things that scared me every day so that I could improve my self-confidence. So my kids saw me put a bearded dragon on my shoulder, swing from a giant tower, post silly videos of myself on Instagram, and do so many other things that scared me. When it comes to my business goals, they're witness to my self-doubt and limiting beliefs. But they also see how I get coaching to overcome those beliefs, and I'm determined to succeed. So I'm modeling for them what it's like to keep growing and practicing new values. The second way to teach values is to focus on what you want, not on what you don't want. What you focus on grows. So when you see your kids showing kindness, empathy, generosity, responsibility, or any other trait you feel is important, Make a point of letting them know you notice and why you value it. If you're only giving attention to what you don't want and focusing on that, your kids are more likely to feel a sense of shame, which fuels a self-fulfilling prophecy that they're quote-unquote bad, and they continue to behave in ways that you don't like. Now, this isn't to say you want to ignore that behavior, but remember that all behavior comes from thoughts and feelings. So you can address the behavior with more curiosity than anger and use it as an opportunity to teach your values. Another way to teach values is through books and movies. 
As a school counselor, I've read numerous children's books trying to find the ones that were the best mix of entertaining, inspiring, and relatable for my lessons. I tested out so many books over the years with hundreds of kids and definitely have my favorites, the ones that the kids remembered weeks and months later and the ones they begged me to read again and again. I'm working on compiling a whole list of books for my clients, but I'll link to some of my top picks in today's show notes at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash 173. It's the same with movies and shows. You can go to commonsensemedia.org and they've already curated the lists for you. They have lists of movies and shows that inspire gratitude, empathy, and courage, or promote perseverance, teamwork, humility, and so on. And they break it all down by age group, too. When you're reading or watching with your child, be sure to ask them open-ended questions to get them thinking on a deeper level about how the themes relate to them personally. For example, have they ever been in a similar situation? How did they handle it? What might they do differently if they were in that situation now? There are so many opportunities to teach kids values every day. When you're at the park and you see trash on the ground, when you hold the door open for someone at the store and they say thank you, when you replace the roll of toilet paper after you finish it, and on and on. Now, the truth is that your kids will be exposed to all kinds of people whose values are different from yours. You may even find that at times your values differ from your partner or ex. Don't panic. Kids can benefit from people who bring different values to their lives. They learn that there's more than one way to look at things and that different things matter to different people. When you and your partner's values clash over something you consider important, try to find some common ground, even if it's just we both love our kids and want what we think is best for them. It's more important for your kids to see you disagreeing respectfully than it is for them to see you as a united front on every issue. In episode 149, I talk more about when you and your partner aren't on the same page, so go check that out. The final step in teaching your kids values is to let go of trying to control them and trust that they'll grow up to become exactly who they're meant to be. It may look very similar or nothing at all like what you imagined in the visualization. Either way, it's ultimately up to them to decide what's most important to them. In his book, Scream Free Parenting, Hal Runkle advises parents to begin with the end in mind, but let go of the final results. He says that the more you focus on producing the result for your kids that you desire, the less chance they have of authentically choosing that result for themselves. In other words, the more it becomes your goal for them to choose certain values, the less room they have to discover their own values and the more likely it is that they'll reject the ones they perceive as being thrust upon them. This parenting thing always comes back to focusing on the one person that you can control, you. So be the person you want to be. Be the mom you want to be. And live according to your values. That's the best way to teach them to your kids anyway. All right, Mama, I hope this was helpful. I hope I've given you some food for thought. Please check out the links in today's show notes, and you can leave a comment there for me as well if you like. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, 
I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.